I, I was going to tell you about this house that I was at, but I don't have anything funny to say about it. I mean, it definitely was a, a Robert California house, probably even better than the one that they shot at. Oh, wow. It was insane. Did you wipe the walls with grease off your palms? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do that, but I bet somebody has. I bet somebody yeah. has. Everyone who's owned it since it was built in 1980 doesn't live here. Like, they just have this incredible, sprawling mansion. Just in their back pocket. Just in case they come to Oregon. <laughs> That's it's a crazy. place they can stay. Yeah. And they rent it out to film shoots? It's only even available because it's on for sale. So it's for sale, oh. if you want. <laughs> oh. I can't even, even imagine how much money it would cost. I was just trying to get a little brownstone in Oregon City. Brownstone. <laughs> Morgan City's mostly lofts, but okay. Thank you. Thank you. We got it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I, I wanted a cute little brownstone in Gresham. Gresham's mostly double wide mobile homes, but okay. <laughs> okay. <A little> cool. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and vending machine guy. Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Jr. Salesman. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm just hiding out until all this stuff blows over with Creed. Playing chess at work. He's winning. <laughs> I feel like I'm describing a dream I had. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week after our main topic, we're going to do a little conference room with a couple email questions sent to us by listeners, and then we'll finish it off with a little trivia sent to us by a listener, as we usually do. Uh, but this week uh, is another location-based episode. We are discussing The Break Room. Yeah, very excited to talk about The Break Room. I think uh, these location episodes are really fun. It's a different way to chop up the show, um, a different way to view a bunch of different scenes back to back to back and see kind of how uh, the show uses that location or how the characters use that location. Um, yeah, excited to get into it. I think we've done what? The parking lot and the warehouse so far? We did the annex was our first one, I think. Oh, the annex. Okay. okay. We did the warehouse. Yep. We've done the parking lot and we did Shroot Farms. Okay. Yeah, that's Shroot Farms. Oh, yeah. Location ones. We After some- this, we're going to do Dwight's Gym for Muscles. That's the next step. Yes. That'll be a short episode. We'll do the Michael Scott podcast, a paper company office <laughs> slash yeah. storage space. The pretzel day always. Meredith's yeah. van is going to be probably a three hour episode. I, I'd imagine. <laughs> Meredith's van. Now, I, I, after the break room, I mean, we still got to do the conference room is going to be a big one that yes. uh, we'll always be looking forward to. Um, the, bull, but, the, uh, the bullpen we've talked about. The bullpen <laughs> would, would be huge. Yeah. Michael's, Michael's office. office. Michael's yeah. Condo. Michael's condo. <laughs> Michael's Other places down. in Scranton. Mm-hmm. Poor Richards. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. All right. Anyway, 
as yeah. you were. But but uh, but yeah, today though, okay, let's focus on today. We're talking about the break room. So, um, uh, Edwin, what 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 do you what what's your analysis of uh, of the break room scenes? What it means to the show? So, I think when we talked about the parking lot, I kind of narrowed down, or I, I, I think of the parking lot as the space between the office and the real world. And the break room is kind of this little extension of the office that's reserved for like personal moments or for seeking out someone to have a very distinct, important interaction. Mm. And it gives the show a little space for that. Um, and it's, it's interesting. One thing that we'll talk to or that we'll speak to is I went through and tried to catalog every break room scene in the show, which was a big undertaking. But I, I just want to tell our sh- listeners, it's it's one of the more impressive <laughs> Google Docs I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's really something. It's but as the show grows and it needs more space for the characters to kind of interact and have different uh, moments together, it provides that extra space. Um, and it's just kind of a haven for little moments, uh, confrontations, uh, flirtatious moments, things like that. It's literally the break room and in a show about a workplace, you got to have yeah. a room where people can't, aren't at work for just a little bit. Or it's you know need to have a secret meeting, need to have a public meeting, need to do something weird. Geographically, it is like the deepest into the office that you can go. It seems like you know from the elevator into the bullpen, past Michael's office, through the kitchens, past the bedroom, bathrooms, <laughs> the bedrooms, into <laughs> the bedrooms, <laughs> into the annex, into the break room. It is like as far back as you can go. It's a, the complete opposite of. The parking lot, um, but yeah, I think I, I've I think I can break down the break room scenes into five themes. We've got snacks. Anything just focused on <laughs> snacks. We got the, the the hers chips debacle, the fruit in the vending machine, grape soda, peach soda, um, music, uh, margarita Christmas karaoke, those types of scenes. Awkward moments, especially in season three with Jim and Pam. My favorite is secrets. <laughs> There's a lot of secrets. Did you put a question that, mark on that? Secrets? Um, uh, like Dwight conspiring and those types of things. And then finally, romance. Uh, most notably, Jim giving Pam the teapot letter. Okay, but, wait. So that that sounded like Dwight giving, like describing himself in three words, and then giving way more than three words. What are the <laughs> What are the five again? Without examples, snacks, music, awkward moments, secrets, romance, and punching. <laughs> Perfect schlag. Time to spin the chamber bores. So I don't know. I guess as we go through these, uh, try and try and prove me wrong. Maybe maybe there's a sixth theme in there i don't know the other thing that i kind of noticed about the break room is that in comparison to the kitchen which is another location of course moments in the kitchen happen on accident and moments in the break room definitely happen on purpose so Mm. they're they're in they're in the break room together one character seeks out another character to have a very specific conversation that's true or maybe there's a big group of them and they're they're talking about something like as as a group but as opposed to the kitchen where people are often crossing paths and say things kind of offhand, um, the break room seems much more intentional. And I think that's to your point, Sean, about the geography of where it is. It's it's out of the way, whereas the kitchen is a is a transit center between the bathrooms, you know, getting your lunch, whatever. 
a lot of people moving going, it getting coffee. back into the annex exactly, yeah getting coffee but yeah the break room is a room inside of a room it's inside the annex in the back and so yeah nothing's happening there by accident uh and it's it, it makes for it makes for some good cinema I have a theory that it grows and shrinks based on what they need to put there. Yeah, I think that you're right. is <laughs> probably <room. laughs> true. Every room, I think that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as it needs. We've to. We've discussed it before that uh, that that conference room table. Where does it go? <laughs> but we'll, we won't cover that today. We'll talk about that in the conference room episode. Um, no, I, uh, I, 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 I'm sure that you guys are right. I'm sure that it it grows and and shrinks accordingly. But uh, before we get into Every single break room scene, uh, which we intend to do here. Um, well, no, not everyone. Maybe Are not everyone, do- but most of them. We're just going to mount. All right. Love it. But w- let's start with what is your favorite? When you think about the break room, what's your favorite Ooh. scene? Or what's the scene that just pops, pops into <laughs> your head like that? Hmm? <laughs> hmm? What is it? Hmm. Oh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll start with mine. Yep. <laughs> let me, let me, let me pitch a question to you guys and then take it. Um, <laughs> I, I can never, I, if I think about the break room, the scene, my mind immediately goes to is the cold open where Dwight is talking about his food, his, uh, his canned food, yes. but same, but talking about how everyone's going to do in the apocalypse. Yes. Same. That was the first and, thing I thought of. And more specifically. Wait, can I? May I? Go ahead. <laughs> him slurping up the okra. <laughs> yeah. The actual shot of him like. <laughs> I was. I I love that. Pickled okra I was going to go with. I was going to go with the blooper from that scene, <laughs> which is. Which is Creed. <laughs> Creed being like, hey, what about me? <laughs> and he's like, your skull will be made a soup bowl. <laughs> and Creed goes cool, <laughs> but but <laughs> but Rain Wilson could never get through the scene. If you haven't seen that blooper, you have to watch it. It's so funny. It's so funny that they couldn't even they didn't even include that line in the in the final episode because <laughs> I figured they just never got it. What well, what are your guys's? Next after that for me is the therapy with Toby and Michael. Uh, oh, phase I want to smash it. Michael making that face specifically where he puts his hand and nods and then goes, you, you son of a bitch. Son of a gun. (laughs) You bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Thank you, doctor. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Yeah. Second, that, that, by the way, is the uh, the number two ranking delivery of son of a bitch on this show after, Mm. after Robert California makes Andy lie during Mrs. California. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the gravitas in that one is impressive. <laughs> you son of a bitch! All right, sorry, uh, Edwin. Uh, I'll give you my season eight, Angry Andy. Um, I've never met Robbie personally, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say, just having known nice. you a short while, Brian, that I prefer Robbie. And again, I've never even met the guy. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is amazing. It's a good one. That's. That is one of my favorite uh, break room moments. One of my favorite Nate moments. God, I love Nate. Another um, thing about the about the break room. This is going to be the beginning of so many sentences. And another thing, it allows a little scene where there another character can be there for no reason at all. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. Dwight can that's be true. sitting at a table 
a little ways away and chime in with nothing. Just like this, why is Nate there? It doesn't mm-hmm. concern him at all. But uh, another good example of that one is Daryl. When Jim and Pam are having the sleep problems and they're talking about not getting sleep, and Daryl's there in the back and he does the there's whole. There's a place. There's a place. <laughs> yeah. 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 Daryl does that a few times. He does that with Andy also with their jackals. The jackals. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Daryl as the Oracle is my favorite. One of my favorite bits in the office. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Daryl in the break room, I, I mean him bringing the keyboard up. You know, yeah. so that they can have their karaoke. That's that's a beautiful um, uh, moment. It fits into the music theme, um, but uh, uh, that's but yeah, that's yeah, a great to, moment. I guess we have when, to assign. Uh, we have to tag every scene with one of your five. I'm already I'm already realizing that this. Uh, which is... to recap again, snacks, snacks, romance, music, <laughs> awkward <laughs> moments, and secrets. <laughs> I don't know. I now I'm thinking about it too cuz uh, cuz Ryan said oh, oh Ryan uh, my wife says that um one of like the thing that she thinks of right away when she thinks of the break room is the finer things club. Ah, uh, sure. I don't think that finer things even fits into that. So now I'm realizing. Mm. Oh, snacks. I guess snacks. Oh, snacks. yeah, it does. It totally counts cuz they do all the fancy snacks. Mm-hmm. Counts. <laughs> <laughs> Two points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this will be a fun bit. This episode is doesn't fit into one of your five. <laughs> Count it. What about games? Uh, How many games are there that they? Play I would I would game? say maybe between between Creed and uh, Jim that could be an awkward moment. To- Toby and Mi- Toby and Michael moment. also play games during his therapy no are, i don't know this some, is that's that's awkward moments slash romance because oh, they become friends so what you've what you've given us is five primary ingredients found in the break room but we can mm-hmm. we can mix and match those ingredients to create whatever cocktail you need yeah but i'd love i mean yeah but if there's a sixth yeah perhaps the goal of this episode i'm gonna find, is to sixth, find the sixth i'm gonna find a sixth one sixth by the end of this episode. Theme. yeah that's what we're gonna do um I do want to say before and that we're going to get into this list that Edwin's been working on so diligently that um, there is a site that we reference uh, quite often. Uh, it's called Dunderpedia. It's also theoffice.fandom.com slash wiki. Mm. Um, this is where we get a, we, we, we'll do a lot of research on this site. Uh, but it does come up short very often. There is no page for the break room. So I am excited to, uh, Edwin, maybe we'll contribute this list there. Or to our listeners, please get on uh, Dunderpedia and start uh, putting some some info up there. It is not known how many office robberies take place every year. Because <laughs> there is no Wikipedia entry for office robbery statistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, but uh, shall we move on to the list? Shall, shall <laughs> we move on to the list? Let's. I mean, let's start chronologically here. So, season two, Edwin. Uh, it is this because we don't see the break room ever in season one? Yeah. So, I guess when I started this, like, I wanted to just kind of get an idea of what happens in the break room, and then try to come up with some sort of observation based on that. I think. Trying to just think of my favorite moments uh, would have left some holes, and I and I certainly don't mean to think, or I don't mean to say that this is this list was 
I'm sure I missed something. Um, I'm, 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 I tried to be very thorough and comprehensive, but I, I imagine I'm not perfect. Um, what I kind of did was I would open up Netflix on the old PlayStation and you know how you can skip forward in scenes and you can kind yeah. of see visually where they are. I would just look for the break room. So I would oh. skim through an episode, look for the break nice. room, specifically the blue from the vending machines. And yeah. then I would like watch that little scene or take a note. It was, it was kind of a difficult process trying to decide if I wanted to watch every scene mm-hmm. or just kind of get the gist of it or what do you wow. want to reference. But, um, so you were, and then you trying- were thumbing through thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, But yeah, the first uh, instance that I I didn't see um, the break room in season one, I think all the moments that we've, that would go to the break room later on were basically contained to the kitchen. So when the characters ate lunch, they would eat at that little kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And I think it just got too small for them to do a scene with more than three or four characters at once. Um, And like it just got a little crowded. Like I'm thinking of in the Alliance in season one, when Jim is just talking to Toby and Kevin about this sandwich shop and Dwight thinks that he's, you know, trying to get info. Um, but yeah, the first instance of, uh, the break room that I found was in sexual harassment. Um, it was right after Dwight asking Toby, uh, about human anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) And Toby is sitting there in front of this this vending machine, and all the candy bars are turned backwards. Mm. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, if I may, uh, and you may, as a, as a someone who works in the art department in in production in film and TV production, this is something that we'll do a lot. We'll just turn everything around so that you can't see the labels, because especially for someone like NBC. They don't want, they might have advertisers who are candy bars or, you know, whatever, some type of gum or something like that. So they don't want to, it would, it would just look bad if they finished a scene on a, you know, a bunch of Trident gum and then went to some commercial for Orbit gum, you know? God forbid. it's extremely complicated when you're like, oh, we want to, we're at a, Might you know, a sticky situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really gums up the works. It's, yeah. It really yeah. gums up the works when, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this is like a, a, a thing that we'll do a lot. Uh, we, uh, we turn things around. There's something we call greeking where it's like, you can just put a sticker on something so that you can't see what it says. Um, uh, don't ask me why it's called greeking. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyways. They, but yes, that's a thing that we do. I guess, I, and I don't mean to, you know, keep us here for longer than we need to, but as a show like that becomes more popular, I feel like you're less likely to see something like that. Or you are more likely to have the power to say, like, we do want to vending machine full of candy bars figure it out (laughs) and nbc goes okay all right yeah okay well here you go you can use these candy bars and this gum and these chips hers chips must have been some deal that got made i've never heard of hers chips i guess that's not a east coast thing yeah it's a east coast thing yeah i thought it was a knockoff of miss vicky's another chip brand here (laughs) i have to imagine that uh, a lot of people like know that exact exactly what uh what what that reference is, you know, right? But I, and also, it's like a Carl's Junior type of thing, right? It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Hardy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would imagine though, uh, 
Sean, what usually ends up happening, which is what happens in the office, is they just make their own labels. Make it up. Yeah, you make your own labels too. Fake stuff. Right. But but I mean such a popular show, I think I think it eventually they do start using real stuff. But anyways, we'll move on. The other thing, I'm so sorry. The the other thing uh I've noticed is that like so many shows use the same kind of prop beer. It looks oh, yeah. like a Mexican beer and it's called El Brazo, mm. which I think just means the arm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. yeah. Oh yeah, for so sure. Many. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all right, we'll we'll go down this tangent for just another second. But yeah, there's yeah. a couple there's a couple prop houses in Los Angeles, so you can look them up. There's one called ISS. I think it's called Indes- Independent Studio something. Um, and you can go to their website and you can browse all their candy bars and magazines and newspapers and soda pops and like all this stuff. And then there's something else called HPR Hand Prop Room. Those are a lot of big. Those are two, the two big prop houses. And then and then if, you know, you got like Warner Brothers or NBC, they have their own little prop houses but Mm -hmm. yeah these are things that we rent all the time oh so someone's eating a bag of chips like oh just just order it from iss like they'll send one up Hmm. yeah but there you go so you can if you're if you're interested in that because like i remember too this like thing a long time ago about this newspaper that people kept seeing in every single tv show i don't know Ah. if you remember that Mm -hmm. some reddit there's sound effects like this too (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah i mean yeah all this stuff it takes a lot of time to make a newspaper or a lot of time to design a candy bar or a whole vending machine full of candy bars so they just reuse this stuff all the time i know we've i think we talked about this on the show once but we used to live together sean way back in the day and you had a job uh for a for a movie where you had to create like a hundred metal band concert posters right, and plaster right. the oh, inside yeah. of this bar <laughs> i remember this and we sat out on our back porch one night and you read me all your ideas, all your name, fake metal band names. And I laughed. That was one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life. I was just sitting there listening to you read names. It was a, yeah. it was a good memory. Wasn't one of them Dad Sucks? Dad Sucks. Yeah, that's- yeah. I had another dad one that was just called Chernobyl Dad. <laughs> just, ran, just random shit. <laughs> I'm. I think the, actually, you know, we could stay on the vending machine a little bit because this is I, like the vending machine yeah. is kind of the soul of the break room. Like yes, it is definitely. It is. This fits within the snacks theme. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How dare you venture outside of the five elements? No, but you, uh, you, you mentioned Edwin too. That characters are often popping in and out, or they can be in the background, and usually they're interacting with the vending machine. And they've got yeah. the vending machine. They have the people go get their lunch there. It's a place where some characters just stand and aren't doing anything while they're making a decision. Um, obviously, they use this to great effect with Kevin and Holly. Uh, they use this, mm. you know, to great effect with Michael sometimes, <laughs> or mm-hmm. uh, or the pranks where Jim puts, you know, Dwight stuff uh, in the vending machine. So that that's yes. it's a place. It's the, it is this conduit to the outside world a little bit, Sean, because you're seeing products that come in from the real world, and so they have to deal with that uh, in the show. And they make up their own labels and sodas, but uh, bets are are placed at the vending machine. The whole Jinx and the soda thing going on. Um, oh yeah, it's just well that happened. Yeah. In, that happens in the kitchen, and then they go to the vending machine. Oh right, you're right. That's to go the get end it. point. Yeah, 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 right, right. Um, um, but it's like, I, and I would imagine I haven't worked in an office like this, but I imagine a vending machine is a uh, a lot of people are making trips or it's just a place to kind of go burn a couple minutes. 
so often, especially when you watch these scenes like back to back to back, you know, it's really just it's something for them to do while another character enters the scene and interacts with them. It happens all the time. In PDA, Michael is looking at the vending machine and Holly comes up behind him and she's like, give me all your money. Um, <laughs> or uh, like you said, Kevin and Holly, um, there's a. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, this was kind of a self-aware moment for the show was in season nine. Um, I'm going to look it up because I we have a whole list written down. We have a whole <laughs> yeah. list here. Um, okay, it's in moving on, and Angela goes to the vending machine, and Dwight pops out from behind one, and and surprises her, and she, he says, "You really need to take breaks more often. I've been waiting there for 45 minutes." <laughs> 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 oh that's great uh yeah no and i mean i i like too that edwin you even called out hers chips uh which is not the break room but the stamford break room um because that's when um when uh oh, what are the when, five do you, what are the five qualities of the stamford break room sean oh well i would say that that <laughs> certainly is both snacks and romance because mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that <laughs> oh they have the same list okay same same quality oh yeah there. It, okay oh it's really universal all break yeah. rooms have those five things okay <laughs> it seems like it yeah the tale is old as time <laughs> snacks and romance yeah. <laughs> but yeah anyway the vending machine um uh is uh certainly i i feel like there's there's it's also like one of those sandwich vending machines in there, so you can actually get a full lunch. Full yeah, meal. they don't really interact with it very much, though. It's mostly yeah. the mm-hmm. drinks and the and like and the, the candy. Yeah, that kind of thing. We had one of those. Um, we had one of those little like food <laughs> food rotunda machines uh, in her, early on in high school, and I remember like the sandwiches that are oh, stocked yeah. in there. You're just like, where are these coming from? This is. It's like the, there's a Seven Eleven deli here. They're mostly decorative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's the desperation vending it, machine. They're like, uh, it's like when you buy a picture frame. There's already a picture inside. You're supposed to replace it. Yeah, with your own sandwich or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I mean, I also think, of course, of when Dwight becomes manager and uh, replaces everything with fruit and veggies in the vending machine. Mm-hmm. And- That's in weight loss. But in yes. weight loss, yes. Oh, in weight loss. Uh, but uh, but yeah, doesn't Kevin say uh, put everything? Wait, no, no, no. Isn't that when? Okay, sorry. Isn't that when Dwight becomes manager and fires the gun in the office, and Kevin is like, put everything back in the vending machines, but the fruit, <laughs> except and, the fruit, except the fruit. And Dwight's like, I put everything back in the vending machines, and he's like, except. The fruit. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is also that reminds me of um, when Charles brings in lunch. Charles Minor. Yeah. And Michael says, "What the hell?" After I brought in bagels, I, I, I. Well, you know what? I was going to get an egg salad from the vending machine, and Charles says, "You still have that option." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sends everyone in there while he makes C-shaped bagels, right? And Dwight stalls. Yeah, he says he sends everyone into the break room with Charles and Dwight and the entire staff is in there and Dwight is just giving uh historical facts about Scranton. Um but there there is something nice about the way that it sets up an environment for everyone to eat lunch together mm-hmm. and to kind of sit together but to sit far apart uh and it gives a very casual like there are casual social interactions that happen there that you don't necessarily get out in the bullpen. Um, you feel that energy? 
Like, for example, in PDA in season seven, they're all eating lunch and Angela says, I feel kind of weird saying this, but Michael and Holly's PDA makes me kind of uncomfortable. And they all they all kind of realize it together, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. Um, there's some group gossip that definitely happens in there. Yeah. Uh, And it's yeah, it's like the only place where, you know, whole group. I mean, sometimes they'll go to the warehouse. Uh, there's another there's another level of like super deep secret meetings where they go outside usually michael and dwight or like oscar in the hallway. Yeah, they go like all the way out of the building or the stairwell that could be the an stairwell is another one yeah. but the first layer of secrecy is definitely the break room yeah secrets, secrets. <laughs> i like to just think about snacks and romance i think those are my two favorites yeah. so. <laughs> uh it is funny like try like going through and clicking through how many like little moments are there and how often someone is – these are scenes that will happen in the annex, but somebody will be in the doorway of the break room. Mm. Or Gabe will look into the break room through his window <laughs> and and jump in there. Uh, when Angela and Pam are trying to get uh, – they're trying to find out what Robert's voicemail was for Nellie. Gabe pops in. Does somebody say girl talk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's – yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Has anyone seen any good Korean soap operas lately? <laughs> yeah. KB makes three. Yeah. Do you have to have an Asian fetish to watch that show? Uh, I think you're going to want to have an Asian fetish. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be weird. Yeah. My dots are blasted. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, what about Solitude, Sean? Solitude. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess I've ju- that really just makes me think of that time when Dwight becomes manager again. Um, and please uh, go back and listen to our Dwight as manager episode if you'd like more information on that. But um, uh, when when uh, Dwight enforces staggered lunches uh, and Jim oh, is yeah. just in there eating alone at like 1030 or something like that. Well, we have also have sometimes where people have like uh, when Dwight's depressed. People come in there and they're just, they've just been sitting in there by themselves. It's a, it's a place of escape at times for mm. people. Within That's the very true. Yeah. That's true. Solitude. There's a, when, uh, there's your sixth one, Sean. <laughs> Shove it when right up your ass. <laughs> Angela and Andy are dating. Phyllis walks in and Dwight is carving a knife out of wood. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Making a knife? Making a knife out of a knife? You got a better way? <laughs> <laughs> and Phyllis says, "You know, I know. You know, they know." And Dwight says, uh, "I know none of that. And if I did, you'd be the last to know." <laughs> of course, that episode ends with Phyllis giving him a ton of advice and being his sounding board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dwight, this isn't our floor. <laughs> In the elevator, that could be another episode one day. Just lettuce. <laughs> the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just lettuce. <laughs> That's okay. <so good. laughs> It's really fattening. (laughs) Um, I guess to go back to Edwin's, like when, when there's multiple people in the break room and they're, and, and they're talking where my mind goes right away is uh, business ethics. Um, (laughs) When they're all eating Outback Steakhouse. Of course. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, Meredith goes down to go get some more barbecue sauce out of her, or steak sauce out of her van. Someone and Stanley's like, I don't care what she's doing. Just keep the ribs coming. And they like cheers with the ribs. Um, that's a beautiful break mm-hmm. room moment. 
I'll smoke with you. I got a bag of cigars in my purse. <laughs> Speaking of America, <laughs> it makes its way into the opening credits quite a bit. Yeah, at moment with the high five. Uh, that that's a. Uh, in our Meredith episode, we talked about Meredith being a good friend. There's a uh, in um, Michael's birthday in season two. Kevin is just sitting in the break room, and Meredith goes in to check on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, I and mean, like that's the early early seasons. Some of the quiet, smaller moments uh, happen in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, conflict resolution, a lot going on in there. Uh, it's uh, the break room is turned into a photo. Uh, photo studio a couple times in the show. Oh yeah, a couple times in the show. Yeah, mainly for th- mainly for that one, the ID photos, and then the free family uh, portrait studio. But mm-hmm. it's you know in that case it's it's the conference is the first choice as a multi-purpose room. But when it's not office related things or like other stuff, then they'll go to the break room. Uh, Generally speaking, I f- I feel like the conference room is for office like re- like like you said related professional meetings or related to the business itself, and it becomes however thinly Michael d- deems that is yeah. But then yeah. when it's after hours or something like that, they use the break room as their go to space, unless and, it's nights of the night and yeah. you're way after hours, and then you can use the conference room. <laughs> one thing too. Oh, you know what? I noticed this uh, in prepping for this in season one where they don't show the break room uh, in Hot Girl. You know, Michael offers Katie the conference room, and Pam says, "Well, there's an HR meeting in there in 11." And Michael says, "Well, they can just bring some chairs out into the hallway." But mm. in, in theory, why wouldn't they go to the break room? And then right. mm. later, when Michael is introducing Katie to Toby, the break room is not in frame. That little window that looks into the break room is oh. just totally yeah, it's not there. Hmm. Oh. It's it could be like a gym's manager office type of thing happening there. Maybe yeah, it never it, existed before. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I know. can you just toss us half a line of dialogue where they're like, "Well, they built this over the summer." Mm-hmm. Done. Right. Done. Yeah. No. I guess we just we'll figure it out. That's a big deal that they're just like going to make Jim co-manager in like, all right, well, everyone, uh, you know, better work from home for the next few days. We'll have a construction team in here. Yeah. But uh, back to the break room. Um, Can we talk about free family, free family portrait studio? That was let's jump way ahead to free family portrait studio. Yeah, that was just just to tag on um, the idea of conflict resolution is it is a photo studio that. Uh, the season eight episode was where I noticed how huge they had made that mm. particular set piece. They mm. removed the back vending machine, which I think um, they, normally there are three vending machines. I think it's like the drinks or maybe there's four, but there's like the soda oh, yeah. machine, the revolving yeah. one, the candy machine. And then there's like that coffee machine as well. Mm. Yeah. Right. But they had like moved it down. So there's like a plant there and Dwight is there running the whole show. And uh, I guess the counterpoint where it's at its thinnest is when Michael is talking to Toby. That's when it's really narrow. Um, Mm. But in Free Family Portrait Studio, I just love the way that they brought back all these, like, you know, as an echo of season two, conflict resolution, um, and take your daughter to work day. They bring back Toby with Sasha, Stanley, and an actress who does not look like Stanley's daughter, at least from the (laughs) early episodes. I don't think it's the same actress, personally, when I watched it, but I could be wrong. Um, Creed and his parents. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Meredith and Jake. And Jake says, uh, "Can you just smile?" And Meredith says, "I don't want to." She's yeah. the she's the angry one. Yeah, Jake is the parent. All of a sudden, uh, <laughs> it's so it's just it's so ridiculous the whole the whole thing. But uh, that's so good. Yeah, 
Brian takes the solo picture. Yeah. With the sign up. And uh, one of the weirder moments of the whole show is when Daryl is taking photos with his daughter and he invites Val to be in the picture. One of the, yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. That is a weird one. That is a weird move. By Awkward Darryl. moments. It's the inverse. <laughs> it's it's the, romance. Uh, and romance. And romance. Uh, and there's, it's the inverse moment of Michael photoshopping himself into Carol's holiday pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that flipped around, which is having someone in your family picture before they're in your family. Yes, that's good. Oh, my God. That's so true. Also, one thing about there, there is another coffee machine in the oh, yeah. break room and another microwave. Yeah. Uh, they already have those in the kitchen. Well, yeah, but one smelled like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wouldn't clean out the mess in the first one. Mm-hmm. Man, do uh, your guys' microwaves beep like really annoyingly? Mine does. Yeah, I didn't. Do all of them do that? Why is that? I mean, like when you're not using it? <laughs> Why does it need to keep beeping after I open it? I hear you. I, I hear you, Sean. And oh. here's the other thing about it. Like, like an ov- like I get it that an oven beep would be loud and annoying because you don't yeah. want to leave something in any longer than it should. If it's, if it's delicate or my whatever, d- my oven doesn't make any beeps. Wait, really? Yeah. It's old. Oh, Oh, it's old. You got an old oven. Yeah. I also have an old oven. I was going to say as a microwave, the heat just stops. It's not like some, it's like, it's just going to be over. Uh, like, I don't think it needs to be as persistent as it needs to be, but yeah. it's always five long beeps. Every, every microwave I've had is five beeps. You mean when it's done cooking? Yeah. When it's done. Oh, okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's like I already opened it. It's always five. I'm here. I know. When I, was a ki- <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom convinced me, and I still don't know if this is true or not, but those beeps are there for you to let you let that time go by before you open it because that's when you're not going to let out any more harmful rays or some sort of microwaves mm. that are harmful to you. Oh, I don't always do that. <laughs> not at all. That's interesting. <laughs> I feel like they could have just done one beep and then a, another beep five seconds later. But like, I don't know, man. It just look. That's what my mom told me. I've never researched it. Never done it. <laughs> but I always wait till the beeps are done. This is <laughs> like man, we have it. we have so many tangents in this episode. I was gonna say <laughs> what what's more obnoxious, the beeping or this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents ever tell you it was illegal to turn on the lights inside the car when you're driving? No. <laughs> no, they didn't say illegal, although they should have. That would have worked on me. My, but, yeah. yeah, if they just said like, I can't my, my dad was just always like, I, I can't see the road. Yeah. Like, as soon as you do that, and which I was always skeptical of. So I had to test it out a few times and you, you didn't like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, oh, man, that'd be a fun... I bet there's so many other things like there's that. So that every kid is just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angelo you... used that coffee maker to make that weird s'mores thing that he threw into the garbage <laughs> when <laughs> when yeah. uh, Andy walked in. Yes, that's a great break room moment. So stupid. Um, maybe, how about this? Uh, break room moments with outside characters. Why is Jim being... <laughs> why is why Jim is cheating, the, cheating magician the magician poorly? poorly. Uh, ben Franklin? Ben Franklin's ben back Franklin, there. Yes, sir. Uh, Dwight questions him back there. Uh, and oh, yeah, Kelly says Pam was flirting with. Ben oh, yeah. Franklin. With ben, with Ben Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so okay, we got we got hit with those two. What other strangers go back there? Uh, Zeke, Dwight's cousin, goes back there in uh, Junior mm. Salesman. Daryl, so this is the opposite of uh, or a flip on waiting at the vending machine. Daryl is reading a newspaper or a book, and Zeke just emerges from behind the vending machines and starts touching Daryl's head. And he says, "It's dense like bread," <laughs> and, then he, and then he eats a chip and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I don't see what's so bad he's got a broad face of a brewer he's the broad face of a brewer <laughs> he's one of the plain hardy women of Scranton <laughs> so, uh, I really wish that we got to see Steve the guy that Jim alludes to knowing when he puts the vending machine, guy. Uh, the vending machine yeah, guy when he puts all of Dwight's stuff in the vending machine perfect opportunity for a celebrity cameo there mm-hmm Steve Buscemi, perfect Steve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get him in there a couple episodes, loading it up. Uh. It also just kind of gives the break room, gives a little, a scene that you can use in a montage. Um, I'm thinking of when Pam says that uh, her water broke a bunch of times to get out of different scenarios. One is just to get mm. out of a conversation with Phyllis, and it just happens to be in the break room. Um, That's right. During the chore wheel episode in season nine, um, one of the bad penalties, like one of the things it's that's not a good price is Stanley gets your lunch. <laughs> Stanley gets your lunch. <laughs> There's just a lot of a lot of little moments like that where they can use the break room as an inclusion. Uh, it's used as a holding area. I'm thinking of um, here comes trouble. Yeah. Ah. Uh, as a as a place to stash, you know, ten people. Before their, you know, performance <laughs> or whatever. As a place for Andy to keep them all and make them very uncomfortable. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that whole episode's tough. <laughs> what? <laughs> a very uh, awkward moment, I would say there, Sean. Uh, here's Go an ahead. awkward moment when, uh, when I have to, I have, I have to take a bathroom break. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. Oh, boy. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep it running, Sean. You hurry up now. Our listeners will know exactly how long it takes Sean. To go to the bathroom. Go ahead. Awkward moment. Um, <laughs> Oscar uh, takes a bite of his sandwich and finds a note in his food. You oh, put yeah, a note in my food? <laughs> I made it sterile. Just saying that doesn't make it so. I know. I love that line because Oscar just knows exactly how Michael thinks. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a, it's like, well, Michael says he declares bankruptcy. He probably just says it's uh, sterile. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Michael going one step too far, which Dwight also picks up for man, like letting, like slashing Phyllis's tires. Oh, yeah. Just, or let the air out of her tires. Let the air out just to come talk to her. Why did you do it? Why didn't you just say it? <laughs> You're going to want to heat my instructions very carefully. Uh, it's a good, um, that actually reminds me, though, putting the note in the food. Like the, it's another location to use for, there's a couple, I feel like there's, at least one, maybe more scavenger hunts that happen where the break room's involved. But when when characters are moving throughout the office, uh, there's on, there's just only so many rooms they can go. And so mm-hmm. the break room's always like... I, I do agree, though. That's often where a hunt begins or ends or, uh, like you said, just because it's it's in this back cave. It's the back. It's, okay, the wait. All right. Good, good example. It's in uh, the scavenger hunt that... Um, Gabe makes for Aaron that she does with Andy. Yeah. Uh, That's and right. at the end. Welcome uh, back, Sean. And at the end, they buy the cookie, the heart-shaped cookie. And then I think it says, 
It's like uh, a cookie for you, uh, my miss, but don't forget your Valentine's kiss. And she and Andy are both there. And she says, does this mean we're supposed to? And then they turn, or Andy points to Gabe looking through the window from his desk. Gabe (laughs) Gabe just gives the slowest, most involved blown kiss. Just that's it's horrifying. <laughs> I want to. I I love that you brought that up. I I want to. Yeah, I banged her. <laughs> yeah, I banged her. Um, <laughs> I love the way that they use that window when when mm. uh, when Dwight and Andy are competing for Aaron's love. Yeah, and they're playing wagon wheel, and then they get really oh, they're playing country roads. roads. They're playing country roads. Oh yeah, country roads. Thank you. Um. And then they get really swept up in that, and uh, and all of a sudden you just hear Toby banging on the window. Yeah. You have to stop. You got it. You have to stop. You have to stop. <laughs> that that has wheels. <laughs> I'm just disappointed at how bad their public school system failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Where is the clitoris? Is it above the knee? Is that what he says? It's like above the knee. He gets like, yes, where it is. I'm forgetting where the exact body part is. Oh, good. Remember. And then, uh, and then, man, did we already mention him trying to chime in on girl time on girl talk? Yes. yes. Oh, was yes, that before did. the episode? No. Okay, I can't no, we remember. Did. We did. Yes. Yeah, Gabe's use of that window specifically is is pretty great. I'm going to throw out another idea for you, Sean. Another sixth category because okay. I have to oh. find one. I, and oh. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say special events. Okay, which are events that you can't put in any other place in the office. Mm. These are and now I know the Finer Things Club. Yes, it is food. It's also books. It's also yes. other things. It's yes. you. I would you can't say the Finer Things Club is just snacks. <laughs> it's also books. It's also books. <laughs> okay, it's also All discussions. Right. All right. Fine. Uh, it's also costumes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Let's talk about the Finer thank Things Club. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, there's Finer Things Club. Yep, thank you. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, where else would they be? You know, they can't meet in the conference room. Yeah, they're not. Honestly, what they should be doing is going out to lunch together to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They use they bring it into the conference room. And then they're excluding everyone. What's yeah, up with that? Why don't they just go to lunch? It is funny that they are excluding people. I think, uh, like, it, like, why wouldn't you let Andy in the club if, if he read the same book that you did? It's the only place they can go, really, right? Because I think that, first of all, there's not really a, a nice restaurant that they can go to in the middle of the workday, right? Even if there was a nice restaurant, even if they Coopers. were going to go to, not Cooper's, but... Um, Chili's. What, uh, what's the place that Aaron wants Michael to take her to? Hayworths. Hayworths. Um, you Cooters. know, but you also want to be able to do your own thing in there. So, but it's the most private place with a table that they can go. They can't go to the warehouse. They can't go to the conference room. Conference room's not private. And yeah, just so long as Phyllis doesn't want to make popcorn in the middle of your meeting, you're going to be fine back there. She, wait, she wants to make what? Popcorn. Thank you. I just wanted you to say it. I wanted you to sit there. It smells like popcorn. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think too, they wanted to make food that was on theme with the book. I haven't read the book, 
personally. Um, room with a view. But uh, it seemed like they wanted to make food that was on theme with that. Um, yeah. And it <laughs> they do a really good job of kind of, outside of Andy wanting to be in the club because it's exclusive, they do a good job of bringing the other characters who just kind of get in their way a little bit. Kevin shaking the vending machine, you know. Uh, Phyllis mm-hmm. making the popcorn, just making it difficult for them to have their moment. And then they're kind of, it's kind of vindicating in the end when Jim does get an entry into the Finer Things Club. Um, mm. And he doesn't read the book. He just makes jokes the whole time. Did you hear Irish read accent? It, right? Yeah. Right. Angela's Ashes, top of the morning to it. Frankie's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Who's the main character? We listened to some Frank McCourt, Sean, uh, a book on tape, and that was a pretty accurate oh, yeah. accent. Yeah. Oh, did he write that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that guy. <laughs> we listened to Tiz on the way back yeah. from Bend one time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about uh, speaking up, but then I didn't say anything, <laughs> and I went to the pub. <laughs> that's what that box. Yeah, that's what that was all about—the whole thing. <laughs> Him not getting along with dock workers. There is, um, <laughs> there is a, a good combination of that setup where a character approaches another character to make a scene happen, mm-hmm. collides with the Fighter Things Club, which <laughs> yeah. is uh, Jim enter or excuse me, Dwight and Michael approach Jim about making a monster sale. Corporate drop staples, so. They talk to him about that. And at the same time, while he's exiting, there's Toby with the bow tie. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is why people are leaving. (laughs) He's holding on like a loose, like stack of teacups. I know. know. And then if you in the in the bloopers for that season, Paul, uh, (laughs) Paul one of the best bloopers. He just uh, Michael. Michael turns and goes, oh, my God. And Paul Lieberstein just goes, bow tie. And Steve Corral breaks because he says he's bow tie. He said bow tie. Bow tie. Uh, that's good. Uh, I, I'd like to. I'd like to talk about Kevin in the break room a little bit. We need to talk really, about Kevin. Yes. There's some golden stuff in there. Oh, stress um, relief. Stress relief when he the shot of him just immediately going for the vending machines and just breaking them and just looting it, loading his uh, pockets. It's so funny. For Kevin, that like that's his one thing, his getaway. He's like, this is my chance to rob this place blind. Uh, and he's, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of Kevin's comedy is based around his food and his eating. And so obviously he's near the vending machines a lot. Um, and I've said before on this show, but going back to that bit with him and Holly, uh, that's one of my favorite jokes, my favorite running bits they do on the entire show by far is yeah. that those few episodes where Holly uh, thinks Kevin is challenged and treats him that way. Um, and it, it, yeah. well, a lot of it is that, that scene where, yeah, where he just is looking through everything in his pocket and trying to figure out what he wants. And yeah, the button in there and the way she's talking to him is, <laughs> oh, you, you can buy anything on that row. Uh, it just, it just, mm. it's, it's perfect. Everything works. <laughs> yeah. No, mm. uh, <laughs> these are my M&Ms. Yeah. It's everything I about that is totally perfect. I'm going to bang Holly. <laughs> I know. She's cute and helpful. Uh, as kind of an echo of that moment. I want to uh, be wined and dined at 69. Um, remember when Michael said. <laughs> you think that uh, Michael sets up 
Kevin with Aaron. Right. He's trying to be Cupid with his love gun. (laughs) And uh, funny little bird, but he gets the job done. (laughs) And Kevin says, Aaron, would you have lunch with me? You know, and then they're eating lunch in the break room and it's just absolutely quiet. And Aaron says, did you grow up around here? Kevin goes, no. And she says, so you grew up somewhere else? He goes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it seems, it kind of implies that his romantic lunch date is uh, is the break room. Yeah. <laughs> it is also uh, another Kevin moment where they have Ultra Feast. Uh, Ultra Feast, yes. During the delivery. Mm-hmm. The pro- the... the, the <laughs> Tandoori chicken from Borden to Brothels. Uh, and he wanted <laughs> oh, to make nice. a cake, like that District 9 prom thing. Yeah. Uh, and ratatouille from ratatouille. Nice. And it looks also like there's like a giant bowl of meatballs on that table, I think. <laughs> you want to eat cat food with Kevin and not go to the hospital? That's a fancy feast. Ultra feast is something they made up so they can pay out together in the name of ceremony. <laughs> and it's October feast. <laughs> The hospital have a dictionary. Bring a thesaurus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do love that Kevin is one of the people that gets to try to comfort Pam in that moment. I am petrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference Edwin's uh, list here. Gettysburg in season eight. This is when uh, Kevin convinces Robert that he's he's actually oh, smart yeah. for coming up with this. Uh, analogy about cookies and paper um madeline oh they'll break your heart lorna dune pecan sandy (laughs) don't trust a cookie with a girl's name yeah and then ryan in a very uh kind of masterful moment it feels very jim-esque comes Mm. in and he was like kevin robert i just wanted to tell you about the big mac idea kevin says wait wait that's my idea and explains the whole thing. And Ryan says, that's right. That was your idea. Yeah. That was. And he's, he times it out with Pat and Kevin on the back. That was 100% your idea. Yeah. The room. Yeah. And then Robert California just has cookies. this moment of like, oh. <laughs> it was cookies the whole time. Yeah. You've been meatballed. <laughs> what a gummy. You were Which right the whole time, buddy. <laughs> Brad is the paper of the food industry. You write your sandwich on it. What else about the break room, guys? What else about the break room, guys? Um, I, I, what, if, what haven't we hit out of your five the most? I feel like we're missing one. See, Obviously, there's no end of awkward moments. No end of music. awkward what moments. About well, what well, about the music? Music, the yes, sure. Let's talk about music. I, there's only a few real significant moments. I, we talked about Margaret margarita christmas karaoke which i would definitely say that one of my most memorable break room moments is you 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 ought to know by kevin um pretty darn good (laughs) i love that and uh i love the extra use that he puts in there yeah Um, have you guys seen the the photoshop of the like the netflix show you Oh yeah. No. <laughs> no. But like oh God, someone made so the funny. Netflix page and it says you and it's Kevin and it's holding the mic. Brian Baumgartner like and it says <laughs> you and then the description of the show is you, 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 you ought to know. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Uh, I am embarrassed to say I've seen all of that show you. Uh, that's a good uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, that watch. was a uh, that was a I watched the whole season on a flight to uh, totally like, there and back. I watched the whole thing. Just, That'd be like, a great one for a flight. Yeah. Get, at least I watched the first season, didn't watch the second. Um, but uh, we also uh, talked about Country Road. Um, uh, we also got to talk about uh, the uh, um, opening of season seven is yeah. the lip dub. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get that's when we get Kate Flannery tied to Brian Baumgartner's back in a harness. Nobody, that, nobody. That is I, incredible. I love that moment. I've watched that lip. I mean, obviously, we've all seen that lip sync a lot many times. But watching it closely, you think, sorry, lip dub. You, you think you got to think like where in that single take was the hardest to pull off on time with the music. And it, it's gotta be that like swinging her around. Cause like the song it's is not pretty perfect fast. too. Nobody, nobody like it's a quick spin. And like Kevin's got the sunglasses on and, and she's got the on her thing written on her belly. It's, it's very yeah. well done. It's very well executed. Yeah. Um, cut to they had the hardest guitar. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I got, uh, of course there's the yeah. karaoke party. Right. Speaking of singing in there, uh, where Daryl brings the keyboard in, and arguably the the, the most joyous the, the the peak is this the peak of the break room? Is the karaoke party? Mm. It's it peaked early then, if that's true. I peaked in middle school uh, academically. <laughs> Just uh, saying, it. sometimes it happens early. It was I, after we met you. I know, man. I was. <laughs> I won a spelling bee, a geography bee. I was academically, I was at my best and then downhill since then. Well, I was tagged as talented and gifted. So, you know, that was elementary school. So technically <laughs> I know, peaked then. <laughs> uh, a couple other music moments from the break room. Uh, we have um, one. Do you two, have any other nominees for best four. moments? I can't think of one really. Oh, for peak moments. Um, I mean, it depends what you yeah, think. Like- is it- that is by far the moment when sure. they all have the most fun, I guess. Um, yeah, but in that yeah, regard, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. later on, when um, they throw that ironic welcome party for Nelly, they're like, "We could have it in the break room." Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Wait, but sorry, you were saying Ed, when you were saying, yeah, yeah, one, two, three, four splendors in your coffee, Stanley. Four splendors, are <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to kill me? You bring an angel like that? Take it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good call. Although later Stanley comes in, he goes, Pete. <laughs> I think he says, uh, "Ice tea, five sugar, five cream." Yeah, oh, that, that's right. Or ice coffee, five sugar, five cream, and Pete says, "Morning, five by five, coming right up." Uh, <laughs> um. The other musical moment, it's not a musical moment, but it does involve a musical instrument or part of one, is when Dwight uh, is contractually obligated um, to make love with Angela. And he says, I don't have to give her the good stuff. And one one part is he's standing there with the microwave. Oh my and the God. other part, he's sitting in the break room hitting himself with the drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> what have you the done to yourself? Right into the window and yeah. jumping on the bike seat. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Oh, God. 
<laughs> what don't have what to does give her the it look stuff. like for her to be like, what did you do to yourself? <laughs> oh my God. The opposite That's- of that moment is when, um, is in the target in season nine, when she comes to, a, she approaches him in the break room. She says, meet me in the old place. I need you. And then it's, you know, it's to go after the target. But when the, the door opens, it's just Dwight laying out there and his wife beater in his briefs. Yeah. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Another category for you, Sean. Uh, self-harm, both Dwight doing that to himself, and then Jim bites his lip during lice while that's they're talking true. about basketball. Mm, yes, that's right. Or when D'Angelo makes the s'more on the coffee, yeah. <laughs> coffee pot. Uh, that's plate. technically <laughs> self-harm. Or when just... uh, Dwight is threatening to chop off Nellie's hand because Nellie says that he has to live under Taliban law. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. right. And, then, and then Daryl watches 127 hours in there, mm-hmm. self-harm. Well, he, he gives them 127 hours to watch. Or gives them Self to watch. arm <laughs> Wow. Um, I just do I, – I, I do want to just for one second like recognize the, the brilliance of the idea that D'Angelo cooks a s'more on the hot plate in the, in the coffee, coffee maker. I never would have thought of that. And he presses down on top of it. Yeah, he's just yeah, like, he's using it like a little panini grill. Like <laughs> it's like I how do you yeah, it's that's it's a brilliant a writing moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he's it's, making it's, a s'more it's, it's in just the break a very, room? How very would he make small... a s'more in the break room? Yeah. <laughs> you know, now that I'm uh, what thinking if he's about cooking it, like... it on the coffee maker. <laughs> like, now that I so think good. about it. Is is a coffee hot pad not a perfect single pancake maker? Yeah. It would be the it perfect is. size. You just drip it on there. Tiny little pancake. Only one way to figure it out. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to test and find out. I'll try that on our next retreat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna get a terrible I'm gonna get a terrible Airbnb rating. <laughs> There's pancake batter inside In the, the coffee, coffee machine. Maker? Yes. It's kinda weird. Oh my gosh. Um uh, secrets, secrets in the in the in the break room. I mean, this is where Dwight does some of his conspiring with Angela in the coup. Um, mm. uh, is certainly uh, what I think. Many of. moments happen between Dwight and Angela in the break room, very secretively mm-hmm. in the convention. That's the first reference to ARM because um, mm. they're talking about how they have to go, and but Angela wants to spend more time with Dwight. That's right. They're back to back. Are yeah. you still there? <laughs> yeah. Early seasons, a lot of Jim and Pam talking about Michael or or uh, discovering their when they figure things they want to tell each other gossip wise. Even before they're a couple, they go to the break room to talk about it. Oh, like you know. when Jim tells Pam that Dwight and Angela are together, and he's yeah, like, and she's like, yeah, it's um, been going on for a while, and she's just like. Oh, uh, no. ever since your party, <laughs> like, and he's just like, what? <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. That part's mm-hmm. great. Also in fun run after, uh, Pam walks in on Michael, um, she and Jim have to go to the break room so that she can, Pam can kind of yeah. talk about it. Uh, he call he calls it a baguette and she calls it his dangling participle. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, uh, in local ad, uh, Andy gets weirdly physically close to Dwight to tell him about Angela and like calling him D and all that. Oh, oh D. Oh, He's yeah, so close to him. It's so bizarre. 
Odie. Um, Odie. <laughs> Obviously, we have Dwight and Phyllis talking about Angela in there the whole time. Uh, Ryan and Kelly go back there and kiss sometimes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where uh, Ryan uh, helps her draft that text message to break up with Daryl. <laughs> it's well written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want me to do more push-ups? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Really quickly, while, while we mentioned Kelly, uh, our last episode, I was trying to figure out the moment Yep, when when Kelly is, uh, is is reacting in a way that you described no one else it as, does. You described it as doing this, and there was no visual. There was no visual, but it's it's the moment when Oscar and Michael kiss, and yeah. everyone else is shocked. But Kelly kind of has this look like she's watching a romantic comedy. Yeah, she's and, like holding her hands, and, and she's real. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. And then shout I out forgot. to the number of people who knew what moment we were talking about and were able to tell us about it just from that we got brief dozens, discussion. Dozens, dozens of messages being oh. like, "You guys are talking about this." thank you thank you to what the listeners that was helpful yeah all our listeners you guys are way (laughs) sometimes you know way better than us thank you very Mm -hmm. much i mean gossip uh first episode of season six uh, an episode all about secrets begins with michael uh confronting the interns in the break room who Mm -hmm. they revealed to michael that uh stanley was kissing uh somebody who was not his wife at uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, at the club up in the club? A lot of who wants Cynthia. to live in a world? Who wants to live in a world where Stanley has two lovers? <laughs> and I have none? Yeah, I love where he walks in. He goes, "You set me up." <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah. There are a lot of moments like that where uh, Michael comes in and he's the one who kind of ruins the moment or disrupts the, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, when. Um, in Fun Run, Michael walks in. Everyone's eating lunch, and Michael walks in and starts talking about going to see Meredith. He talks about planting a freedom tree. <laughs> yep. Offers to uh, drive. They're like, Michael, you can't be serious. You hit a woman with your car this morning. <laughs> Everyone inside the car was fine, Stanley. <laughs> All the PDA stuff, he comes in and ruins that. Or in Money, when he comes in and uh, <laughs> crumbles up the dollar bill and puts it back in his pocket. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a useful room and there's, I, I mean, like looking through this list, it's, it's, there's so many, so many really, really high level scenes that are happening there. Some of my favorite stuff in the whole show. And I think, mm-hmm. I think if everyone read through this list too, you'd be like, man, there's, that's like, they really go there for a lot of showdowns. They go there for a lot yeah. of confrontations. Oh, um, showdowns. That's a good one. I like – there's a couple of showdowns that come to mind right away. Dwight versus Benjamin Franklin and uh, and Dwight versus Caleb Crawdad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I already told you I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Also, uh, Dwight versus Stanley and Stairmageddon. Oh, he, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he shot? Is he tranquilized while he's in the break room? Yeah. That's right. Stanley is sitting there doing a crossword puzzle and Dwight leaning in the doorway. And Clark says, can I leave before you you do whatever you're going to do? And he's like, it only take a moment. So Clark is roped into it by association. Yeah. Wait, if we're talking about Stanley in the break room, we got to talk about Scott's tots, which is when Aaron, uh, Aaron and Pam bring up Scott's tots in the break room and Stanley just loses it. He just laughs from the back corner. Yeah. Of the hard. yeah. Uh, a Pam, 
uh, Pam discovers Michael separating the trash into whites and colors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All Eight time years. break room moment. <laughs> Eight years. Yeah, that's such a well such a well constructed and, and executed joke. Really well done. I'm sure no one asked you to do that. <laughs> um yeah, uh, well, we've we've been going for a little while. Are there are there some moments that we haven't touched on that we absolutely got to touch on before before we move on? I know we'll miss some. I know we'll get some messages from people about their favorite break room moments. We'd love to hear them. Um, oh, uh, I'll start. I'll give you one we haven't talked about, which is Dwight does the whole radio interview. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention as well. Yeah, and 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 from where. That's I'd like to see a meme of like how it started and how it's going. You yeah, know, we yeah. see a lot of those right now. Mm-hmm. I like that for the interview that Dwight does on the radio. <laughs> There's a moment where Jim comes in. He's like, what are you doing? The stock price is plummeting to Dwight. And Dwight is where, you know, he's already taken off all of his clothes and he he pushes Jim out of the room. But the way that Dwight does a single kick, it's like a half <laughs> kick and he's still wearing his socks like I've said before, any moment you see Dwight Sox is really funny. It's it's a hilarious little kick. <laughs> he does that kick That's... one other time, dude. I I'm, I can see it in my head. He doesn't. He does that. He kicks the air like after someone at some yeah. point. Boom, Kelly the whole time, right by Phyllis. <laughs> you knew it the whole time, buddy. <laughs> I knew it the whole time, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, That's one we had talked about that I will I will bring up. Well, that was the uh, that was the one that I would have mentioned. I like oh. as Sean mentioned, uh, or that was the last one I wanted to hit. As Sean mentioned, there are so many we could keep going. We could just keep reading that list, but uh, but uh, the break on. room, a fun little extension of the world. Um, I'm going to say right now. I know we mentioned like maybe putting this on Dunderpedia. How uh, that might be too much work. But what we'll do is we will share this with our Patreon uh, su- subscribers. Uh, so this mm-hmm. list will be available to y'all. If you catch uh, anything on there that uh, we missed, uh, we'll talk about it on our Patreon episode. Uh, nice yeah, let us know. Um, okay. Uh, there there you have it. The break room. Uh, it's- you know, I'll say this to kind of wrap it up. The break room is a reflection of exactly what's happened this episode. We've gone on some tangents. We've done some non-show related discussion. We've Definitely. Been- We've, we've done all these sorts of different things, uh, and that's exactly what happens in that room. This one really got away from us. <laughs> Snacks, um, thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there you have it, the break room. Uh, another location down. Uh, okay, there you go. We're going to move on to conference room. Five minutes. Right now, right now, conference room. Topic, hopefully. Let's go. All right, this will be a quick conference room. I just got a few emails that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we'll do we'll do three of these real quick. First of all, we had a um, we we got a reaction from a listener from uh, Christina who was talking about we we mentioned this last episode. We talked about um, how Jim and Pam and the way they got engaged, and and this is something a lot of people talk about, which is like, oh, she, Pam was so interested in Philly Jim, and when we get Philly Jim, she didn't want it, or that. Jim was so supportive mm. of Pam going to art school, and then Pam was so not supportive of athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have talked about this, and as a sticking point for Pam, of like that wasn't cool. And I actually, I thought, I thought Christina sent us this message that I thought was really thoughtful and is a good reaction to that, and I wanted to share with okay. you guys. Um, and she says that I honestly don't care about who loves who more than who because it's silly. Relationships evolve and change. However, 
She says, Sean was so close, it, so close to touching it on that episode, which is this. Jim and Pam, which she says jam, were not engaged when Pam, uh, they weren't engaged when Pam went to art school. When Jim went to Philly, they had two small children, a house, and two full-time jobs. That alone is a lot to deal with, and being a single parent is not something Pam really had a choice in. I don't have kids, but I've been a nanny for 13 years. Caring for two little kids is way harder than a full-time 9-to-5 job. I was a bartender at a busy bar during my nanny times, and I would much rather take a busy night at a bar alone than deal with two fussy kids at the ass crack of dawn. The same tantrums, except you cannot legally just kick out your baby when they annoy you. (laughs) All of that... And Jim invested $10,000 of their money without even discussing it with Pam. That's fucked up. 10000 is a good cushion, but with two kids and probably two vehicles and a home, that money was their emergency fund. If someone breaks a leg, uh, and I, I recently broke my leg, and it uh, overall cost about $10,000. If someone wow. breaks a leg and is out on leave for a six-week break, the lump sum uh, be, uh, blows and f- or the, the sump pump blows and floods the basement. A tree comes down, takes out the front of the house, yada, yada, all sorts of examples. Pam was thinking about her family, and Jim was incredibly selfish to go trot off to Philly to play Investor Bro. Mm, absolutely right. Yes. Thank you, nailed Christina. I, Christina. I like this because it. it's, nice, it's a nice pushback to, I think, a sentiment that a lot of people think. Which I is will that, say yeah. that, that Pam could have said some of that stuff. That would have made, <laughs> made it a little mm-hmm. better. Probably, but mm-hmm. yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, uh, I thought that was a, just a welcome, welcome comment because um, that whole situation. A lot of people, turns out, have have a lot of feelings about Jim and Pam. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think the whole like I think it's played for humor a lot of the time, where mm-hmm. it's it's you know oh I want more of Philly Jim cut to season nine. It's supposed to be a joke, but like I think mm-hmm. it is very true that uh, Pam didn't sign up for so much of what Jim jumps headfirst into, and he doesn't ever. Only at the very end does he show any sort of sign of, of pulling back at all. Um, you know, he, he doesn't seem to show that kind of uh, – like he says to Toby, like, if she could just hang on for a little longer. But that's not – you know, that's not involving her in the decision-making process for their family, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, I mean, it's a really good point that they weren't engaged when she went to art school. Jim was always very positive and supportive. And it's not like – it's not transactional, you know? Like, Pam doesn't owe Jim – unconditional support for some venture because Jim was supportive right. during art school necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's a really great point overall. It's a great yeah. point. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like season nine, they really lost it. And it's like, on the one hand, it, I totally see too that it's like, well, Jim hasn't cared about anything for eight years. And now he's excited about something and he just wants to go. He doesn't want anything to like mm. hold him back. Um, but they just I- didn't do it. Very well. Also, yeah. I mean, I'd also believe that Jim is like wants to do this, and it, it will lead to a better future for his family. I right. truly, yeah. Believe that's Jim the other thing. That. He's like, he's like yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. And he did discuss with Pam that he was going to invest. He just didn't say how much. How much? Yeah. And that wasn't okay mm-hmm. for sure. So mm-hmm. I, I get like, yeah. I think Jim got excited and enthusiastic, and he rolled the dice, and when he shouldn't have been gambling. Mm. So mm-hmm. you also get the impression. And and maybe this is a a, ta- a topic we could table for when we do an episode about Jim, um, but on some level, doesn't it kind of feel like Jim's passions and, and stuff like the stuff that he's really interested in doesn't he never really has a way to pursue it. He kind of is in this job mm-hmm. that he doesn't really care about, and the one thing that he does care about is Pam, and so he puts all of his you know attention towards that. And this is like his only chance that he that seems presented to him 
to right. chase some sort of ambition that he cares about. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's justified or not. It's just something that I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking out loud, I guess. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think that everyone can relate to, um, times when you when you know you're doing the right thing and people are saying like oh like maybe not now or maybe you know what i mean like i think everyone can relate to that and and in the end you know you were you were right to go for it but um but yeah he does look like a a bit of an ass uh in 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 that respect but 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 yeah yeah well thank you christina thank you christina Great email. Uh, one more email for you guys from Jacob. It says, hey, MS Pod, thanks for the great content. Just want to highlight an underrated moment in the MS Paper Company arc that I was recently reminded of. As you may know, Diego, Mader- Diego Maradona passed away un- unexpectedly this oh, week. Yeah. RP. Oh. Diego Maradona. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, uh, incredible soccer player. Not quite as great of a man, but an incredible <laughs> soccer player. Uh, this reminded me of one of my favorite Andy moments when Charles is talking about soccer with the bullpen. This is when they're talking about Pele and Stanley says, I prefer uh, Maradona. Diego Maradona. The other famous soccer player. That- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. From Argentina. Uh, <laughs> but he says the enthusiasm to which Andy delivers the, ex- the specifically the line, you know, your soccer, man, always cracks me up. Uh, much in the way that you're like, I can't wait. <laughs> yes. Uh, and. What uh, Jacob's question is, are there any lines that you enjoy that the humor comes from the delivery more than the line itself? I know you're all a big fan of cool, cool, box it up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which is a great example because that line itself. Love that, that line. Funny, but the way he says it is. Um, keep up the great work. Look forward to your pod every week. Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Luff them up. Luff them up. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's mine i'm sorry i no it's all good man that's a good one uh my i the one i the one i thought of uh first was from the lover uh when jim and pam bring back michael the bottle of rum with the parrot and when michael shows aaron and she just goes fun disappears out of the office fun (laughs) that's 100 percent delivery it's just her saying fun yeah for me, and, and I, guess, I guess it might be the, the actress's voice as well, but Irene, where's the ring, Lancelot? Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. I, uh, another, another classic, of course, and it's a funny line, but my heart soars with the eagle's nest. He says it in a way that it's, it's like a blooper they left in, and uh, it's just so funny. <laughs> so much so much of this is is michael i think like oh yeah this, the, the brilliance of the performance you can find different things to laugh at because of how well or poorly like michael says these words and mm-hmm. how he approaches these sentiments um like the you, you brought one up when he sees toby's bow tie is a great yeah. example oh, oh my god, god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i I see it's it's hard with Michael too cuz it's like I don't know maybe this is a funny line already but like just just Michael going uh you know uh, all we can do now is put on a brave face we are screwed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the way he it. says we are screwed, yeah. we're screwed. Uh, it, it, and I wrote this note too anytime that Michael makes a facial expression that makes him look like Sam Eagle the muppet do you know what I'm talking about? I know yes. exactly yes. what you're saying. Sam Eagle, the Muppet. Business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are screwed. 
That is he, that's very he, something about his eyebrows. They can just go perfectly flat. Yep. And his that's nose and just everything about I I tried to look it up. I've never seen a side by side comparison, but it, he does. He looks like Sam Eagle to me. Sometimes. Dude, thanks for the Sam Sam Eagle shout out. He's he's my favorite Muppet. He's a great Muppet. I really appreciate you bringing him up. <laughs> I've got one. I've got a line that is made by the facial expression. And it's mm. Andy talking about how he convinced everyone to skip the SATs. And then he chickened out and went anyway. He said, <laughs> he said I feel lacrimose. And like the way that he looks at oh, yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great example. That's a good one. Uh, well, of course, yeah, if, if you got some examples, please, uh, please let us know. But that's it for uh, conference room there. <laughs> that's good. That's it for conference room. Time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Today's trivia is sent to us by Bryn. Bryn says, uh, hi, MS Pod. I am having so much fun making trivia for y'all. Hope you like it. Also, everyone is always talking about wanting to read the letter from Holly uh, and the teapot letter. But personally, I want to read Dwight's resume that he gives out in the episode The Return. There are three parts. (laughs) Profession. Athletic and special skills and Dwight <laughs> trivia. I want a copy of that so badly. Bryn, nice call. That's a good. Yes. We would love one, it. If you can have one document from the office, that's, that's a good call. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Uh, in sec- uh, question one, in sexual mm. harassment, Michael says that he hasn't slept with anyone in the office, but he could have. Who does he say he could have slept with? Catherine? Yes. Catherine, a woman who used to work at Dunder Mifflin. Uh, question two, in sexual harassment, how sure is Daryl that he ba- uh, he hooked up with the girl in the corporate film? Uh, how sure is Daryl that the girl in the corporate film is the one he banged? Is it a percentage? It is a percentage. 90% sure? 90%, 90% sure. Oh, wow. Okay. It's Because <laughs> he's like... He's like, it, <laughs> Michael comes out and he's sure like, Daryl banged her. And he's about 90% sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he sees, Dan. <laughs> okay. Question three. What is in the hollowed out physician's desk reference that Dwight would bring to the desert island? Space blanket. Matches. Yeah, like fire starter yeah, NASA matches. NASA blanket. Um mm-hmm. Matches, uh, waterproof matches. Yes, a survivor guide, like a like a handbook. Uh, there's like nope. some kind of Harry oh, that's Potter. Out, Harry right? Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I- I'll read it. Waterproof matches, iodine mm. tablets, uh, iodine tablets, beet seeds. Okay. Protein bars, NASA blanket, and if there's room, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is funny because. That's a huge book. It's a massive <laughs> book within a book. Um, okay, question four. In the seventh grade, what play was Dwight in and what role did he play? It was Oklahoma, and he was Muty the Mailman. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That was good. <laughs> that's, a good that's a good delivery of that line, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was good. I was good. I was proud of it. Um, question number five. What is the time that Michael emerged from his mother's vaginal canal? Um, 1037. So close. 
Eleven twenty-three. Okay, <laughs> you weren't that close. March fifteenth, nineteen sixty-four was that birthday. <laughs> um, uh, episode uh, question six in initiation. Dwight is giving Ryan advice about making sales. He tells Ryan one of Michael's acronyms, KISS. What does it stand for? Keep, Keep it, it simple, simple stupid. <laughs> Hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> um, question seven. What are Kelly's sister's names? Rupa, Tiffany, and there's a third one, right? The third one's longer. You, uh, it's Tiff- Tiffany. It's two Rupa. syllables. Oh, it's... Sh- uh, sh- uh, oh, God, I... I looked at this the other day just to be like, oh, I should memorize this for trivia. This was a trivia question another time. It's been, it's always a trivia question. You guys did a great job. Rupa and <laughs> Tiffany are correct. But there's, yeah, do you want to? It's like Sura. Michael. You're, you're. It's, it's not Sura. Nida. Nida. N-E-E-D-A. Nida. How fast is Dwight? We've talked about this before. Somewhere between a snake and a mongoose. Thank you. And mm-hmm. last year he ran, outran, outran a black pepper snake. That's, black that's pepper. good. That's a good tidbit. It is somewhere between a snake and a mongoose and a panther. Oh, um, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a triangular. Yeah, yes. Um, why was Dwight shunned from the ages four to six? From not saving the excess oil from a can of tuna. Wow, that is. It, that is word for word the answer. So excellent job. That's a that's a softball. Yeah. Uh, in did I stutter? Toby comes into Michael's office to talk about disciplining Stanley. Finish the quote from that scene. If you had any friends, you would understand. Friends joke with one another. Blank. That's what friends do. It's a it's a whole line. It's a whole line on each other. Oh, friends joke with one another. Blank. That's what friends do. He give he's giving an example of friends joking on one another. Uh, I don't I don't know. When the guys. Hey, um, you're poor. Well, hey, your mom's dead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's what friends do. Okay, guys. Uh, Bryn has an incredible bonus question for y'all. In Crime Aid, we Mm. see Roy return and talk to Jim in the bar. Where is Roy working now? He doesn't say it, but it's on his shirt. Oh. Staples. (laughs) (laughs) Good guess. Good guess. Best Buy? I don't know. Oh, Best Buy is a good guess. Uh, if you don't know, you may you'll probably never. Yeah, I don't know. The vitamin okay. store. The vitamin store. Oh, so that is. I think that's a great bit of trivia. That's a that's yeah. a really good one. That's a very good bit of trivia. Bryn, excellent. That's a good one. Uh, Ten questions with a bonus. Very nice. Um, they were tough. You stumped the boys. Well done. Uh, if you have trivia that you'd like to send us, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Uh, you can call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show sometimes, 503-694-9314. Uh, 
who are on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We've got a website, michaelscottpod.com. I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but you can join us on Patreon for five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Become a Scott's Tot. Support the show. Uh, keep us going. And you get a special mailbag episode every month. And together we make a donation to the Third Good Marshall College Fund, fulfilling Michael Scott's dream of helping kids get into college. So please check us out on Patreon. We're helping, helping to fulfill. Help, I would not yeah. say we are solely fulfilling. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, semantics. take a lot more money. Semantics but. here. But yes, <laughs> that's it. But, but yes, uh, uh, join us on Patreon. Um, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who helps us with our social media, designs our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded over video chat in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, as always, uh, for listening, for hanging out with us uh, another week. Um, Christmas yeah. around the corner. Yes. And we'll have some oh, Christmas baby. episodes coming up. Very excited for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have some really good stuff coming up for you soon. I think I'm really excited about it. So, um, anyway, take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, yes sir. sir. It's not fair to deny me of the cross I bear that you give to me. Oh, no. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.